0: Hello and welcome to this week's French Football Weekly Podcast. My name is Chris, I am your host as usual and it's a three-way dance this evening talking all things French football. So, who have we got tonight? We've got Jez first of all. Good evening Jez. Hello. And we've got Phil on the buttons and in control as always. Hi Phil. Hello i say on the buttons and in control that sort of makes it sound like you're just sort of overseeing things i don't mean it to sound that way so
1: i just you know i i poke the cursor and you do what i want you to do so that's poke the cursor that's almost like how we
0: want that's (laughs) almost like what we do when we want to wind him up we just say the words ben arthur don't we Jez?
1: maybe call him rich or call him rich yes
0: um anyway let's not keep rich waiting let's get on with the pod. Right, we are going to pretty much focus on. I think it's fair to say the same thing um, or same things, I should say, until the end of the season now, because the, uh, the, the the race for Europe is almost all settled. In fact, it is in one respect, um, but it's the uh, it's the race for that second spot. And, of course, the battle to stay up. So that's where our focus is going to be this week. Um, what I'm going to do is I'm just going to run through the results for the weekend and then we're going to launch into our individual topics. So um, on the Friday night, St. Etienne um, spectacularly uh, uh, pooed the bed. That's what I'm going to say politely. Uh, they lost at home to Montpellier. Um, they had, uh, Montpellier had 10 men Daniel Congrave sent off in the 53rd minute. Rami Kabea kind of uh, leveled things up getting his second booking of the night on 62. And Gaetan Lavor scored two minutes later and Montpellier getting the win. Saint-Etienne's European hopes taking a knock there.
1: Particularly Uh, because I think that means they've got Casri, Cabela and Debushi all suspended for their next match, which is against Nice.
0: Yeah, not ideal. I think it's fair to say. Um, so that was, the, uh, that was the start of the weekend on the Friday. We saw the Saturday games, the early game. Uh, Neymar doing his very best um, karate kid impression with the bandana and all. Not sure about that look myself. Um, but he scored as well as Angel Di Maria before Marquinhos was sent off. And Angers getting one back through Tate uh, late on wasn't enough. So 2-1 win for the champions. Omiya nil to lose nil. Nothing to see here. Uh, Khan winning a massive, massive win for them at home to Rams. We're going to talk about that in a minute. Uh, goals from Kazimier Far, and uh, Gilbert with the third. Goals back from
1: Dumbia and Zanelli with a late penalty. Wasn't enough for Rams. The free kick was awesome. Wasn't I mean, that it? was just kind of a perfect uh, computer game style. Oh, yeah, top corner. Yeah, Like liked if, that a lot
0: one of those that if he could have placed it that's probably where he would have put it himself if he could have Mm -hmm. walked over to the ball and put it in the net um so big win that for car um also big win for dijon the same evening they won 2-1 at home to strasbourg um with a stoppage time winner from that man kwan um oh that was lovely wasn't it just And, and a ma- massive Massive goal That for them Julia Tavares Had put them in front As York Who else had equalised For Strasbourg Before that late winner Keeps Dijon uh, In the hunt For survival uh, Nice and Nantes Drew one all In a sort of Largely meaningless game uh, Another goal For uh, Mujusami there I believe that's his Second in a couple of weeks Since breaking into The first team And uh, Malang Sar Leveling for Nice uh, Nîmes Beating that's how,
2: that's how I'm missing. I'm missing. Say again sorry Jess and At all missing an missing last-minute
0: penalty. Did he really? I didn't even see that. I saw um. the result. I wasn't <laughs> tracking the game live. So there you go see we learn things as we go boys and girls um always pre- always prepared Nîmes beating monaco 1-0 we will touch on monaco in a moment big result that uh repart with the winner in 9 minutes and then on the sunday at gangamp unfortunately their relegation is confirmed their draw uh, Way to ren is Malassar getting the opener with uh, with neymassi being sent off for the home side uh, late Equalizer from Mendy for Gangon wasn't enough, they are condemned to League D They have gone. I think uh, that was I'm sure um, I'm missing the last minute penalty.
1: Yeah, yeah and, and that, that was also, down, I yeah. think, Mendy's first goal this season. It keeps I dead, it And I was like, wow, seriously? Uh, and but I, yeah, then the last minute penalty miss was. Um, and ironic that their probably
0: most saleable asset that's going to be his likely going to be his last kick of the, kick of the ball for the club, sees them go down the division. It's uh, quite sad that, but still... Well, like, last head of the
1: ball,
2: because not only was it a shit penalty, but... He missed well. the rebound so,
0: as
1: yeah. Yeah. Me- <laughs> well. No meanwhile, idea. we had, uh, I think the uh, Tate goal against uh, Angers was a penalty rebound that he actually managed to bury, so, you know, it can be done. It's
0: That's kind it. of the equivalent of caught and bowled in cricket, isn't it? Missing a penalty and putting in the rebound. Mm. Um Yes some are good at it some not so good at it and this was not a good day for uh, for Marcus Taram. Uh good day for Leal though. Um a a soaked to the skin Uh, Christophe Gaultier, Actually, we'll uh, we'll touch on Lille in a moment. They've secured Champions League football with a 1-0 win over Bordeaux. uh, Like Remy with the goal there. Pablo sent off late on for Bordeaux. So it's Champions League football for Lille. Uh, No Champions League football for Marseille. uh, No European football for Marseille as they lost the big game of the weekend. Three goals to nil, uh, home to Lyon. A couple of goals there for Max Kornay and one for for, uh, Dembele as well, Mr. Dembele. Uh, Coletta Carr sent off, I believe
1: wasn't he sent off in the corresponding fixture earlier on in the season as well? I have yeah. no idea but this was six red cards over the weekend, it was the most fighty weekend we've had so far, I think.
2: Naughty boys. He, he was and the last time someone was sent off twice against the same team
0: in one season was also against Leon How ironic <laughs> Leon are obviously the magnets for the red cards. Uh, from yeah,
1: also I think Mario might possibly cop a slight disciplinary hearing after Mm -hmm. his post-match comments about not the referee, he decided to go for all French referees. And to be fair, his French is uh, convincing and also creative
0: yeah yeah exactly that i um i i have to say some of the some of the uh the the, the on pitch conduct from mario um some some quality shithousery throughout the game in that in that particular uh, anthony lopez will be probably woke up the next day with bruises in places he didn't even know he had places
1: after the contact
0: from Balotelli He he was really good
1: Uh, um, goalkeeping performances that weekend Lopez was great and Lecomte was great for Montpellier on Friday because Santhetian obviously were very creative and he did a great job of kind of shutting them down also Robert Beric having a bit of a moment himself but yeah Lopez Kept himself together in that situation. Um, we. I, don't
2: was... know I, mean, I think Lopez had a great game, but I'm not convinced about the
1: bruising. we even admitted it
2: today that some of it was play active and I'm not sure he was actually caught much at all. I
1: think... Yeah, it, was... but just if I may on the stats front, uh, OMOL obviously uh, OL win three uh, nil. The shot stats were seventeen fifteen. 2 OM and the on target shots were 6 to 5 for OM. Uh, really, Lopez did a great job there. Mandanda, less so. I mean, I know they were down to, to 10 men uh, for the last guy of 25 minutes or so, but it was not a very edifying performance, as was also seen from, uh, I think, the Response of the crowd. There was some really interesting tifos. Uh, we'll have a good picture of one up on the the article from Jenny Hutchison, who was um, who was there, which was just a long list of bitching. And there was also a really really big banner that came up that said Direction de which must have been a nice change for uh, Genesio not to see a banner featuring the word Dimission and his name. So, uh, yeah, Um, I think the Marseille fans are pretty much furious right now, so that could be interesting for the last two games where they are away at Toulouse and then home against Montpellier on the last day of the season, which might involve fire. and and stuff
0: and all kinds of uh all kinds of bad things yeah well it's actually that it's there I want to start this evening really we've kind of put the focus on three teams specifically this pod and it's Marseille I want to start with um as Phil mentioned there Jez there was banners um there was another banner which I, I don't I can't remember the exact translation but it was it was something to do with players lacking fight and more importantly balls um, which I'm sure Troy Deeney would have approved of, but um, they, uh, for me, watching that as a complete, well, pretty much a neutral. I mean, uh, you know, I, I like I like OL, but I wouldn't describe myself as a sort of a direct supporter. But watching that game as a fairly neutral entity, it seemed to me like as soon as Leon scored the opener, Marseille kind of tried a lick for fifteen twenty minutes, couldn't score and kind of just gave up and then just proceeded to just charge around the pitch, not doing very, not doing very much. Um, it, it's clear that, that players are going to move on. Toban and, and Payet in particular um, are going to go. Um, they showed pre-match a, uh, a sort of an image of the players who were on the bench, including Jamar. If ever a pitcher summed up how players feel about a club and the manager, that was it. Arms folded, all looking miserable, thoroughly un- uninterested. What's your opinion of what's going to happen this summer, Jez, in terms of Marseille? Um, does Garcia survive this, I guess, is the first question.
2: Um, first of all, on the, on the match, I, thought, I think that's a little bit harsh on Marseille. And actually I'm surprised <laughs> that the Marseille fans have been so down on their team. Um, uh, I thought their strongest Strongest period was probably the first half of the second half. Um, yeah. Leon took the lead, uh, a decent enough goal, um, and then Depay did squander a couple of chances with his usual selfishness. But but Marseille did have a couple of chances in the first half, and certainly at the start of the second. Um, Tolvan started on the bench, but he came on at half time, and for the first five ten minutes, he, he created more chances than he. He has done in all his other matches against the big teams, but together I think before sort of you know, his candle burnt out and, and he ended up as anonymous as he usually is against any decent team. But they, they, I think they had Lyon know, a little bit of and then I think it was more as soon as um, Pletasaro was sent off that that, that was it. Mm. Um, but in general, Leon turned up, Marseille didn't particularly, and um, yeah, there there needs to be. Wholesale changes in the summer, and uh, Garcia is getting a lot of flat, which is probably fair enough. But
1: and also rumours that he's gone, yeah, uh, this evening from uh, RMC Sport, who were cagey and saying it's only a matter of time because it would be stupid to fire him now. But
2: well, he said it does
1: look dodgy. Mm.
2: There were reports last week that although he's saying I'm not going anywhere, his agents are already sort of touting him around around Europe. So I think he's expecting to leave as well. Um, I think the big question is who else leaves. Um I mean the players have to take a bit of the blame as well, but for me it's Air and Zubizaretta have to have to shoulder a lot of the burden here as well because mm. they're they're the ones that have been in charge of transfer policy. I'm not sure to what extent I'll see they say. And their policy the last couple of years has been awful, it's been signing kind of elderly players but not even good ones I and mean, it's not like PSG who are signing former mm. huge stars
1: and then playing their own youth team as out of position which is just leading to a lot of confusion
2: mm. let, let me read you there's a couple of players there who I think Aleta Saab although you can say nothing this match I think he's improved a lot over the season I think Kamala's become um, pretty consistent Lopez is okay I still think he's Quite overrated, but it's all right. Um, there's just not enough players they are performing. Gustavo is quite surprise, surprised he's played in the appeal to a good game. Um, but yeah, it was just misguided policy. They didn't sort out the. I mean, it's funny that clubs hate each other so much, but there's actually similar problems to, to PSG. But there were obvious positions that needed to be dealt with in the summer, they weren't dealt with. And any attempts to, to deal with them during the season have clearly been stop gaps. And that includes Balotelli. Um, yeah. Did a good job when he first arrived, but this kind of looks a little bit more back to his selfy self the last few weeks. Um, well, be- but I think there needs to be big changes on the pitch, probably big changes on the bench, but I really think there should be big changes behind the scenes as well.
0: Yeah, there's, there's a lot of talk, isn't there, about boardroom shakeup. I think Subi is getting quite a lot of heat. Um, I think the ownership of the club are getting some, some heat in terms of what they're actually willing to put into this Champions project. Uh, well, I, I
2: think McCourt maybe is getting a little bit too much stick because I think he has spent a reasonable amount. It's just what mm. it's been spent on. And I don't think it's mm. him who's he, doing that part of it. I think it's just him signing cheques.
0: Yeah. And this this is this is the, the, the question, isn't it? In the modern day of football, who is buying the players? I mean if, if Rudy Garcia is the man who's brought in some of these players, um, then I think yeah, he he is accountable. Um, quoting a tweet from Friend of, uh, a couple of us, I'm sure, know Muhammad Ali on, on Twitter, quite a big Marseille follower 20 defeats in 46 games For Rudy Garcia this season 12 defeats in 62 last season I mean, that's, that's quite When you put it like that
2: In England, that qualifies qualify you for
0: the championship I, you know I was just going to say That's Spursy, isn't it? I was just going to say that, but I don't want to say anything about them Because I don't want to jinx it But um, yeah, I mean, that, that's, that's Quite stark form You only have to put in the words Rudy and Garcia Into Twitter I'm not going to read some of the things that come up because they're quite um, blunt, shall we say? Oh. But uh, fair to say, the neutrals are are not are not happy. They are the natives of wrestlers. Uh, it just feels to me, Phil, like we that they they need. To, it's not it's not just about Garcia going. Although I do think at this stage maybe that would be for the best of all parties. But it's also about almost in the same as what we said about PSG last week. Almost. Kind of ripping it up and starting again a bit, getting out which, those bigger. Which
1: is difficult to do.
0: Yeah, um, cause who a wants
1: complete squad overhaul. Overhaul is difficult. What we're seeing at Marseille is the result of a cumulative result of several years of not really doing a very good job on that front. Um, and much as Steve Mandanda is, you know. a a titan of the club and everything, but bringing him back, given you you look at the the performance, particularly on Sunday, not great. And the, so it's, as I say, a kind of a cumulative result of not investing in the right way. So they do have some very good players, but all of the players I'd say were very good players are supporting actors. If you see what I mean? Mm -hmm. Um, they're not possibly with the exception of Tova, they're not uh the front and centre people to get people excited about. I mean the fact that the you know, when I was there last season uh, for the Marseille Monaco game and they had a huge Tifo for Luis Costova, and which is warranted, but can you imagine a top flight team having a tifo for louis Gustavo. it'd be like you know you'd want the strikers to be the thing the wingers to be the thing you'd you'd want somebody more forward to be the thing and that seems to be the issue they've now got themselves into a situation where they need a massive overhaul not just a couple of players but a lot of players if they are going to get back to web expectations um kind of appointing them so it's going to be tricky i think if garcia goes and you wouldn't kind of blame him given the some of the um quite a toxic atmosphere down there yeah uh yeah um who else would take that job knowing the situation knowing the amount of money involved the squad involved and the fans involved Who's going to step in there and say, "Yeah, I'm going to give this"? A go. I mean, it'd be a bit, you know, it's not the easiest place to walk into the Velodrome, which is supposed to be a problem for the opposing team, not the manager. If the other that.
2: thing in terms of the money is that they certainly didn't plan for not being in Europe. They probably mm. planned for possibly not being in the Champions League, but certainly not but, yeah. not being in the Europa League. So. Um, depending on how much McCaw is willing to give just as a freebie, and after the last season or two, I don't think he will be, they're definitely going to have to sell before they can buy. And to be honest...
1: Who've they got to I, sell?
2: Well, yeah. that's. The th- I mean, they've got lots of place to sell, but I, I'm not sure... Yeah, but I mean, who's, who, who's, who's, who's the bank
1: there? Well, I mean, the, the, there's well, all... The,
2: the rumours of... Tovan. There was a rumour of £50 for Tovan. I mean, I'd... I'd, I'd Snap the round off. sign on the dotted line before they... Before they get to the question
0: mark, Let, let's not forget as well, this is the same Marseille who um, sold for Andre, Frank, Zambo, and Gisa to
1: Fulham for
0: what was it, 20 odd million in the end? I mean, really? if they, yeah, I mean, that's free volumes, doesn't it? So- I mean, if
1: they can sell Morgan Sanson to somewhere in 10th to 15th in the Premier League, then they can probably make. Well, if if and there's I'm one 30, thing, thirty, so fair enough.
0: If there's one thing we've learnt over the last five to ten years, it's that there will always be a gullible Premier League side looking to overspend on a player that they don't really know anything about. So I think it's fair to say that the likes of, I mean, just glancing at Marseille squad,
1: Kamara, think,
0: Kamara, yeah, you'd think somebody would take a gamble on 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 Carr. I think somebody would take a gamble on on Lopez. I know Lucas Ocampos isn't exactly flavour of the month, but he's the sort of player that you can imagine a, a lower end Bundesliga or a Serie A side having a go at. Well, Probably I think Miller. actually
2: what, 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 um, what Phil said about Luis Gustavo, I think it almost kind of applies to Ocampos as well. Mm-hmm. The fact that he's the player that people are sort of, he's become the fans' favourite just because he tries hard.
0: Yeah. Kind of yeah.
2: says a lot about the rest of the team and how they're not functional.
0: Yeah. I mean and also you look at a player like Kevin Strootman, I know he's he's not particularly performed this season. Oh Christ,
1: I would forgotten he was there.
0: Exactly. And and this this is a guy who is on his day a very talented midfielder. And what, I wonder if what, he's always what, maybe? Well, that's probably And what is he? Yeah. I think he's 31. I could be wrong on I that. Think I it's, the injury,
2: it's the injuries as well as the It's the caught up, he's hasn't had it? A couple of really bad injuries I think they've really taking that
0: toll. Yeah. Yeah, I, I think it's. Um, let me just check this stream. A uh, twenty-nine. So there you go. I've, I've I've done him a disservice there. I've given given him two more, two more years. But I mean, yeah. I mean, there's a few few saleable players there. I mean, somebody might even look at some like Radonjic, for example. He's he's only twenty-three. Um, and I
1: think the the problem will be if um, uh, Bamba, the backup goalkeeper, goes. Yeah. Because then they'll be stuck with Mandanda for another couple of seasons and that's not going to end up well. But
2: I've it's... got a feeling they did sign Keeper. Did... I mean, uh, like, oh. Keeper in the last couple of weeks. So they've got back up um... in that position. But it's just, again, where
0: every... is only 23 as well, isn't he? So I know I know there's,
2: there's lots of rumours connecting Le Comte to, to Marseille. Yeah. But he really wants Europe, so I think the only chance probably they'd have got of having him is if they qualified. So I think that, that may be maybe out the window now.
0: I think Lecomte is of a higher level than that as well now, personally. I, I f- so Pele, that was the
1: Pele, yeah. yeah. Well, I think Pelé, that is better
2: than they... Mondonda for a couple of yeah. years.
0: Yeah. He was, wasn't he? That season, that he was it. Last season, that he became first choice when Mondondo went to Crystal Palace. I mean, he is was
1: not on loan then.
2: He's still on. I, loan? If I was Marseille, there's absolutely one player would be the first player I would look to sign before anyone else, and that's Sadi. And he's been absolutely fantastic for mm. me this year. And the only thing against him is that he's already sort of twenty-seven, twenty-eight, which probably stops him stops the really top club from, from looking at him. But I think mean, it's twelve assists, six goals, he's run that midfield. Um Sydney Godley this weekend was saying he's the best player in the league in his position. And I think so I think Marseille is the kind of level that he could look at sort of going going up in terms of the size and size of the team. But um you know where they are at the moment isn't quite as high as Possibly he'd be aspiring to if he say, 20 or something like that. But I think also the type of character and player he is. I think the fans get behind him. They'd love him. I really think he can make a big difference.
1: Mm.
2: Mm. And probably not that expensive either.
0: I think it's, it's safe to say there'll be a lot of turnover one way or the other in the summer. And it'll be one to keep an eye on. We, we, we do need to quickly mention Leon though, before we um, look at some of the clubs lower down in the table. They just need a point from their final game. To uh, to secure that third spot, I think it's fair to say. In fact, no, um, sorry, point from their final two games, I should say. Um, I think it's fair to say that they're very much likely to get that final spot with St. Nessian losing that game on, on Friday night. Um, but yes, big summer ahead for Leon. Um, just quickly, how many, if any, are going to go? I think three. <laughs> three seem to be very much well, turning the head. Hasn't
1: of not said? If we get Champions League, we only have to sell one. Mm, yeah, like, but yeah. A lot, but he seems to be touting for Lamendi to Barcelona for I think, what was it, thirty-five million or something? I think it'll be closer to fifty if, if they come in. Maybe yeah. that's what he's yeah. asking for. I, I think, think there's that. a difference.
0: Playing, okay. he's
1: playing his normal normal game here.
0: Mm. I think there's a
2: difference between how many that needs to go and how many will go if they get offer. So yeah. I think yeah. it looks like Endon Belly is definitely going. Yeah, here and Dubai will definitely go if they get offers. Yep. Menti I'm assuming they don't want to sell, but if they get a stratospheric offer they will do. Mm-hmm. But um I mean you look at uh, I I think Owl oh, well, has escaped a lot of criticisms yeah, I think he's been pretty average for a lot of this season actually. Um everyone just raised about him because of the name, but I don't think he's done much this season. But mm-hmm. well, I thought he was excellent on Sunday night. He had a it part on these two
1: yeah. goals. I I and did see a tweet from a uh a Man new fan earlier who said, yeah, we need to replace, get three into midfield. And on the list of three was Ndombele and Hour." And I'm like, no chance. You, you watched last weekend. L- they, they wouldn't get, <laughs> they, would,
0: they wouldn't get Raphael back at the moment. Let's be honest, Manchester United. <laughs> I, I, I did think like Jess said that might the Ndombele for me, if he, if he was looking to um, show people, show Real Madrid, what he can do. I, I just thought he absolutely ran that game. But well, that's the
2: thing, I mean, think he's frustrating because he doesn't always do that. D- exactly. Um, but but
0: he's still very
1: young, season, so can we. Yeah, yeah, yeah,
2: But I think this year he's done more than Owen, but has had more criticism than Owen. But mm. so I do just think, think looking at Lyon's looking at second goal, I mean, he wasn't involved, but I thought Terrier had a really good game. I
0: him, I think. He's a good little
2: player, he, isn't he? He's really so good. He Works it. so hard, and he just gets on with it. There's no driving, there's no attitude. There's mm. been times this season where he probably would have been entitled to have a bit of a bit of a rant or a bit of a sob, but he hasn't at all. I think he's been excellent. But you... Leo's, Leo's second goal think, was brilliant. Mm. From all three of them, are winning the ball and, and sort of jinking past the player, flicking it or passing it to. And Dembele, his first time flicked, to Dembele, it was fantastic. And then Dembele's finish was superb as well. So mm. I think that's
1: a taste of things to yeah. come. Yeah, I think like what um, both of you were talking about, how OM performed in this game. I saw they had a bad first half and then they came back into it and then Kalatka sent off and he's like, Argh. but that was like 84 and 86 minutes were the Lyon winning um you know uh, goals it was like a one-two punch it was a they caught them on the break as it were but in in game terms not as well as on the pitch it was like they hit them and hit them again and that was it mm. it was you know if in the aftermath of a goal you've got to reorganize take stock Calm things down, and that's not what happened. And so, in two minutes, it was it was over. Yeah. Whereas yeah, they looked, think- they had looked decent going up to that point before sending off, but you know they they were kind of holding their own, and then got hit by a one-two punch, mm. which is so going to be very difficult to come back from when you're uh, down to ten men. But it was clinical from Leon, which we have seen from them and which all of the stats suggest also
0: yeah yeah it's it's a it's a a a very interesting summer i think obviously obviously said for marseille but for leon as well it will be very interesting to see just how those squads look at the end of this this current summer, the other club I wanted just to quickly touch on, um, in the interest of time, is just a brief one. But just wanted to give a, a little bit more praise to Lille. Um, mentioned at the start of the show, Christophe Gautier was doing his post-match press conference before he was um, Harry rednapped. I think is the term where you have buckets of water thrown over you. Um, he, he was slightly than rednapped, take you
1: possibly. Yeah, Taken
0: to court take take and
2: having to pretend that you
0: can't meet yeah, no, definitely nothing to do with a dog or or lost lost wallet. Um, I should stress, but he took it quite well. Actually, I thought for a guy who you know does sometimes come across as quite stern, he, he took it quite well. Um, how many? you clip remember? Of of the,
2: the team in the changing room lining up
0: to the Champions yes to the Champions League, League theme. theme. I love that. Yeah, classic. Oh, that was.
1: One of my favourite members of Garthia yeah, is um, many years ago when he was. Um, uh, Coaching Saint Etienne and Montpellier went there, and it was the snow affected game mm. uh, where the players were actually trying to clear snow off the pitch because if you reach a certain point in the game, they keep the score. Otherwise, it has to be played from the beginning and they were winning by 3-0 or something. So right. you've got like Brandao and the rest of the Saint-Étienne squad are like shoveling snow off the pitch to try to make sure this game can continue. And Galtier is on the sideline throwing snowballs at the opposition. <laughs> so that's I think that's when you know have, you've got the respect of your players, isn't it? He does have a sense of humour under there somewhere or at least a sense of fun, so
0: yeah. yeah but the one thing I, I, I just wanted to ask you both briefly i mean what what's where do they all go from here um in terms of because it's fair to say that nicholas pepe will go i think there's there's a lot of talk about other players going in in terms of jonathan bamber and rafael leao have been linked elsewhere it is do they go all out now to try and add to the squad with more young exciting players Um, and what's their aim because they're into the Champions League now we've seen in the past what smaller clubs in Europe can do Monaco, Ajax, Tottenham Um, you know smaller clubs can go on runs now see what I did there but what is their aim
1: I mean do they do they just try and survive Champions League make the second round? It depends what the group looks like because obviously if they get in with I don't know where the coefficient puts them, but I'd imagine they'd be the third place team. Yeah, they
0: won't be seeded. So yeah.
1: if they're going to be facing two big dogs, you've got to worry about them. But mm. what I think is interesting is obviously we've been talking all season about how wonderful Pepe and Bamba and Nikone are. But mm. who got the goal on Sunday? It was Loic Remy. Yeah. you know, He's just started he's... to find his feels and he's
0: not doing bad either. Absolutely fantastic. It
1: was, yeah. Yeah, it was. It really was. So, I I don't know. I think, and also their academy is good. There's going to be more young players in the wings. And if they've got Galtier uh, managing that situation well, particularly the group stage, which, as I say, will depend on the group. Mm. But, uh, you know, that could be a very interesting Uh, a very interesting campaign for them. So even if they do lose, for example, Pepe and Bamba, yes, that will obviously cut down uh, the attacking vim, but they've got some very good defenders there. They've got some very good young players there. If those are managed well, then that, given a little bit of luck and a good following wind, you know, that could be uh, a very enjoyable um, kind of campaign to watch next season, so mm-hmm. I'm, I'm hopeful, I just obviously if they sell like six first team players in the summer, then they're screwed, but you know we're hoping that doesn't happen
2: I think I that think, I think they're, they're talking a very good game, so they said that they don't need to sell that many, Pepe and Thiago uh, I can remember his name that's great. Uh, Thiago in, in midfield
0: Mendes, not, yeah,
2: yeah Not my other one Yeah, Mendes
0: yeah. They're, they're
2: definitely going to go um, Sumaro in defence mm. has, has, has been told he can go if he wants but He's been a little bit injured He's been excellent But a bit injury In the last couple of years anyway So um, in a way They've they already learned to deal without him and Gabriel has, has spotted him really well um, mm. I think they've got a good structure there you know, Even losing Baloturi Through the season Kone's come and done a really good job I think Sumaré in midfield is just starting to get a little bit of run of games now. I think he's been—I mean, I—arguably he's been ready to, to sort of be a, a starter all season. I think he's excellent. So I don't, in a way, I don't, I don't think this Thiago that much. So I don't think they need to get rid of that many. They've already—they've said that um, they've been sort of preparing for Champions League and for their summer transfer uh, targets already for two or three months um so i, th- I think they've already got some ideas there but ob- obviously pepe's uh pepe in particular um, and bamba if he goes it'd be a big miss just not not necessarily even just because of the number of goals and assists but style of play the the ability to kind of show skill at that speed as well um so it might be a case of having to adapt the style a little bit but think we're a lot more confident than we were, but Gautier's got the capability of doing that. Um, so I definitely still think they're, they're very well set. But obviously, the same as with all French teams, if there's a turnover in the summer and, and just not the same kind of squad as, as the, uh, the big leagues, a lot of it does depend on, on a bit of luck when it comes to the draw to the group stage.
0: Yeah, yeah, it does. It, it's it's one of those that will be interesting to see what angle they go out and what sort of um, what sort of targets they bring in. Again, again, it's another one of those clubs that will be really keen, keenly kept an eye on over over the summer. And, and I'm quite excited to see how some of those young players do progress, whether they're sold on or or indeed kept. Um, we will go down to the bottom end now, though, and, and have a quick look at what's going on there. So we mentioned that uh, the Gangomp have gone. Uh, which I think is their second relegation in four years, am I right in saying? I believe so. Um, so they're back to League 2, which means it's a straight shootout now between essentially three clubs, I think, on are just about all right. I mean, they're technically not, but I think they'll be all right. Their
1: running is way easier than other people, unless, yes. obviously, those other people decide to actually start trying. Yes.
2: So they which... away
1: to Monaco next match. Yes, well, this, away this, to this Monaco is... and then at home to Gangon
0: this this is This is the thing, so uh, we 'll start with monaco and and sort of finish with Karl and Dijon as, as a collective um, what What do you think of monaco at the moment jes where, where because you you said a couple of weeks ago, Jardim had sort of got away a, a little bit with the hype surrounding his return, and you know to a degree i I sort of thought, yeah, maybe, but i didn 't look into it in that much depth, but their form has gone off a cliff almost since they were. Uh, quote-unquote, safe, they're all of a sudden not safe. That game with and is it as simple as that? They have to win that and everything will be all right again? Because, obviously, they are at home. I think but... they
2: have to win it, but I don't think everything necessarily will necessarily be all right oh. even then. Because no. they're level on points and only one goal better off than than Khan. So, and they, they're away to Nice last match mm. of the season, who yeah. obviously are not going to do them any favours at all. So... Um...
1: Uh, I think uh, at the weekend, um, before the second round score, which was Zinneli's penalty, they were level on points, goal difference, and head-to-head. Yeesh. You know, this is so close. So, Kamp are playing Lyon at Lyon, which will be obviously very difficult, but then at home against Bordeaux, who frankly don't care. So, this, this is going... It's still... It's still in the balance, I think, as Jez says. What,
0: what went wrong then? What, I mean, what do we, is, is it a case that they've brought in? Because they brought in these players in January, which seemed to get them out of the mess. And now all of a sudden it seems those same players are not performing. A few of them have been injured since coming back in. Um, you know, is it, Was it a case of too much mud thrown at too many walls? Or is it just the fact that the squad is just not very good? What, what, do, you, what do we all think?
2: I think it's a combination of a few things. I think if they have been a little bit unlucky within Jerome, take Sula for example. um, Even when he's come back, he's still struggled. He's out for the season again now. And I think it just shows how important the consistency of decent, authoritative goalkeeper behind um, you makes. I think that a lot of the players, I think again, there was a little bit too much turnover. Um, although that's been slightly overplayed, I think actually, there was actually less in the summer than possibly the summer before that. Um, I think that a lot of the players they've brought in simply aren't good enough. I mean, Golovin and Chadley, I still think, look absolutely rubbish. And I, I don't understand this for us at all. Power um, Pau, I think, has been trying his best, but maybe he's just looking that a little bit older. Mm-hmm. Um, uh you're the titch and Lopez just haven't played enough with the injuries. The defence just suddenly looks a lot slower. I just think it's a combination, and even Jardine coming back, I often say don't go back, and I don't think there's many cases of a successful manager coming back and doing as well second time around. Mm. Um, just the way the whole thing was played out, maybe he was given a little bit too too much authority, and um, it undermines everything and everyone else at the club. Um, maybe it turns out that he wasn't as motivated to come back as he thought he was. I don't know what it is, it just feels like a combination of all of them. And I mean, to be completely honest, in many ways, I think they deserve to go down because they have just made lots of odds for their own back. I still think they treated their own like shit as well. Um, and they shouldn't be anywhere near that position. You know, even if they escaped survival, they. Yeah, they would be extremely, extremely
0: lucky to have got away with it this season. Mm. Yeah, it, it, it does look a little bit hodgepodge. Pellegri, I think, has been a huge miss as well because when they signed him, um, he's, he's a real talent. I thought he was going to be somebody that, that would explode at, at this particular level, but that hasn't worked out with injuries as well. So that, um, that result, obviously, as I say, that that's going to be the game that, that we'll be looking at in, in sharp focus this weekend. Um, but whilst Monaco were were crapping the bed Dijon and Khan were getting clutch wins essentially as you say Karn <laughs> Karn and Dijon that last minute winner which could be so massive over Strasbourg um 31 points for Dijon in 19th 33 for Khan in 18th and 33 for Monaco in 17th um Khan and Dijon is it a straight fight between those two in terms of Head to head in, in these last couple of games?
1: Well, they've both got absolutely shocking away games next round. Uh, mm. Connor at Lyon and Dijon at Paris. Um, yeah, and Lyon knowing so, that will
0: take them into the Champions League for good, so you'd think they'll be motivated as well. So it's
1: going to come down to the last day mm. and Connor playing Bordeaux and Dijon playing Toulouse. Um, While well, they are not Safe mathematically, yet I think we'll say in on practical terms, they are they're both on thirty eight points, and they have nothing to lose and nothing to gain but yeah. so it's going to be a case of you know who's on the beach first, maybe yeah. for the visiting teams in the in the last game, yeah, which is going to be interesting.
0: What's, um, what do you make of that, Jez? What, what's, who, who, would you, who would you sort of back in a, in a dogfight? I mean, Khan have won three of the last five. I'm beaten in four now. Momentum seems to be swinging their way. Dijon arrested the slide of two straight defeats with that one at the weekend. I would kind of favour Khan myself at the moment, mm-hmm. but do you have a, have a sort of a theory or thought on that? I
2: think just because of the, the form they're in and the, the fact that they've already got that, that couple of goals head start, yeah. yeah, I favour them a little bit over Dijon. I also think that however bad PSG's and relatively recent form has been, uh, I still They're think...
1: They're not that bad?
2: Yeah, yeah, exactly. I mean, I'd still, I think, if I had to put money on one of them to get a result this coming weekend, I would put it on Cannes to get something at Lyon rather than Dijon to get something at PSG. Yeah. No, but this is this is the same, obviously different circumstances, but this is the same fixture that that Dijon, won, uh, that PSG won 8 very last year as yeah.
0: I was just so. going to say, actually, that that's going to play into this as well because if you look at the goal difference, sure, at the moment it's six, uh, Dijon minus twenty-six, Car minus twenty, but you could conceivably see. Dijon getting pumped even four <laughs> nil
1: yeah. yeah
0: I mean it, you know, it could be four could be five but let's let's just say it was four for example suddenly that's a 10 goal swing you know even if if and even if Khan were to lose two you, nil you'd say okay the, the goal difference then is almost unassailable in terms of the last game yeah. of, the, of the season so that yeah. these are the fine margins we're dealing in and similarly as we mentioned earlier that uh Monaco Amiens goal difference you know 30 uh Twenty minus twenty minus nineteen, slightly in favour of Monaco by one goal. Um, you'd think Monaco would have more firepower, but the these no teams recent. now. No, and and, and, and again. I and
1: have Reggie's skirt now. So. By the way,
0: if it does come to goal difference,
2: Monaco were extremely lucky to only lose one nil.
1: Weren't they just? Yeah, and and a,
2: a couple of the of the woodwork and nothing. Yeah, well, there's, be, been, there's been there yeah.
1: memes character all season, hasn't hasn't it? Is go what they say in uh, Master and Commander, go straight at them. You know, yeah, don't worry about tactics. Go straight at them, and that's basically what they've been doing. And and surely that's oh. what Monaco have to do
0: against Amiens this weekend. I mean, well, they they surely have <laughs> to go for goals, not just the win.
1: You that's what you were asking earlier. What happened to them? Hmm. I think. Obviously things were dreadful in the beginning of the season and they changed managers, they got new players in, but they were still in this very, very awkward position, which I think made it much more difficult to take risks. Mm. And so they tried playing conservatively and that doesn't seem to suit anybody. Um, If, you know, at halfway stage they'd been ninth or something you would have seen more games where they'd have gone freewheeling and stuff like that. But mm. because they were already in gang trouble, um, it meant that essentially the sensible decision was taken not to go kind of, what's it called? Um, stick or bust? Stick yeah. or twist. Yeah. Whatever or bust. You know, there's a there's a poker metaphor in here somewhere. Um, so I think it was a sense that Jardine maybe felt he couldn't play his natural game because of the cost-benefit analysis. Mm. Yeah, it's and almost that's like kind of screwed him a bit because it hasn't worked out. It's almost
0: like fear has taken over, isn't it? It's like the fear yeah. of, of of not not losing, and uh, and that's sort of indirectly leading them to to losing games. Um,
2: so so, like, I don't know if it'll be a or not, but. Can't are used to being done and used yeah. to be end of the season Monaco certainly aren't. Dijon haven't really been either.
1: Mm.
0: Mm. Yeah, it's, it, that, that, and that experience at this stage of the season is absolutely vital, or it
1: can be anyway. Um, it's a bit so. like the, the Ancelotti jumper situation. You know, yeah. <laughs> We wear this knitwear, we are proud, that kind of thing.
0: Yes, yeah. Or in Thierry Henry's case, we wear these tracksuit bottoms. Probably, less as about Thierry at this stage the better. Um, yeah, I, I think uh, I think it is. It, it is all going to be. All the eyes are going to be focused on that game at the weekend. Um, we'll just run through the fixtures uh, for the weekend. Um, one of probably the most pointless games of the weekend is bordeaux against ram uh bless them both but bordeaux have absolutely well they have they've gone full beach where towels towels are down they are done five <laughs> straight defeats um they uh they host uh Mat- 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 Atlantique. if i put my teeth in against ram and that's the these are all saturday evening games now of course at eight o'clock kicking off at the same time uk time um Gangon face neem in another now dead rubber with Gangon being down uh lille face angers similar Story there with sort of both clubs, um, you know, sorted, shall we say? Uh, Leon Kahn, as we mentioned, along with Monaco, Amiens are the two big ones. Uh, Montpellier, Nantes in a sort of battle of who can finish higher. Um, PSG, Dijon, as we mentioned again, it's going to be big for the away side in particular. St Etienne against Nice. Um, St Etienne basically just need to win and and hope for the best. Well, that's the thing, because
1: if Montpellier can beat Nantes Mm. at home, they come to within one point of Saint Etienne, and then it all depends on away trips on the last day. So it's fourth place is still just about in play after the uh, Montpellier's win at Saint Etienne on Friday.
0: Yes, yeah, it will be a, a sort of a fascinating last day if that does go all the way to the last day, but we shall see. Uh, Strasbourg face Rennes and Toulouse face Marseille again in two pretty meaningless games in truth uh, that's what happens this stage of the season um just a quick line from Ligue 2 obviously we're sort of across what's going on there um congratulations to Brest um, who are now a Ligue outside officially uh they're 74 points uh, giving them a four point cushion with one game to go over trois so they join Mets who are some team that somebody follows i don't know who it is um so they will be in league next season um well done to lorion for spectacularly cocking up the best chance they had of getting back into uh the, the league next season well done boys i'm not salty at all um but yes they uh they drew nil nil at home to sosho 18th place
1: sosho i should stress I'm just scrolling down to find them and going oh
0: Yes, all the way down in 18th. So um, now that what that basically means is that Troyes in third place are, well, I mean, they're they're sort of guaranteed in this playoff little mini tournament now. Uh, and then it comes down to Paris in fourth, Lens in fifth or Lorient in sixth. One of those three, uh, sorry, two of those three will, will remain in the playoff shakeup. One will not. Uh, Le are now out of it. Interestingly, though, the final games of the season, um if you obviously toi are safe. So Paris, who are fourth on 62 points, they host Gazalek-Ajax in 17th. So you'd imagine they'll probably get the point that they need to secure that fourth place. Uh, Lens, who currently sit fifth and in that spot, face Orléans, who are eighth. Now, if Orléans can win that game, they could finish one place higher in, into seventh, which is funnily enough where we find La Havre, who are hosting Lorient. So it's sixth against seventh. So fifth versus eighth, Sixth versus seventh. It's like in a final a, play
1: off. A pre playoff playoff? Yeah,
0: a pre playoff playoff e playoff thing. Um,
1: I see Orleans haven't won in five. They,
0: yeah, they got a draw to to snap a four game losing streak, but um against yeah.
1: Bezier who a uh, uh, dro- hang on. Uh, they drew against Bezier, nil nil. Bezier, uh yeah, down. Yeah, yeah. gone. on.
0: Well, breast Bre- 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 lost to Bezier, I True, although you'd imagine they were sort of um, fairly comfortable in the in the knowledge that one win would secure their place, and indeed it did. Their, their win to guarantee it was 3 11 New York. Um, down at the bottom, we know that Red Star have gone. Um, we also, uh, Bezier. Uh, it's it's a tough one at the bottom because they are 35 points. Now, in theory, if Sosho lose, Bézier could still make that relegation playoff spot, but they're going to have to score two or more goals because their goal difference is minus 20. Sosho, minus 18th. What a fall from grace for Sosho, by the way. They could potentially oh. end up going down again.
1: Lyon, so. I mean, of course, yeah. But, you know, yeah. we remember them. Yeah.
0: There's a few Fulham Giants in the league there, it's sad.
2: There
0: are, yeah. I'm you look at Norsi, yeah, Gazalek. Yeah, um, Norsi. Auxerre. Yeah, a 15th. I mean, that's... Norsi. Uh, yeah. There's, there's so I much. Mean, arguably... I that,
1: you... But that's, in a sense, it's the problem that if you are a, a league 1 team that goes down, you're more likely to be picked off than a league 2 team that's done decently. Hmm. So, they're going to lose more key players, and that's going to kind of level th- It's a bit like you know the US football draft or something, you mm. just end up being screwed down. There. Um, seeing AC Ajatio and Gaz next to each other at the table, <laughs> both on 39 points, makes me slightly interested. Um, if that's going to come to blows at some point, but uh, yeah, we'll see. There's
2: that, a couple of managerial changes which are quite interesting as well. Mm. Um, Alain Perrin, who came in in January and saved Messi with the help of a hell of a lot of new signings as well, has said he did his job. He's got other lines in the fire. He only came in to save and he's done that. He's keeping. Mm. But more interestingly, is that Jean-Marc Poulan, who's, who's coached Brest to promotion and I think broken the record for the most number of promotions in have uh, for Um He said today, well, I've been waiting to hear from the directors, I haven't heard from them, there's only one match left, so he's going to go found someone else, so I'm not. That, yeah.
1: But I mean, even that's more um, even that's more interesting awful situation.
2: Well, <laughs> apparently he was offered an extension in March, he didn't like it, so he was waiting for them to come back with another offer. I mean, and mean, uh, that but he that's, also that's interestingly awkward, said that,
1: isn't it? With one game to go,
2: mm. he also said that uh, he's going to look for. Well, he's been very strongly linked to the Oxair job, but he's basically said that he's not particularly interested. He said being in League 1 is just miserable. There's uh, so many people just so worried about survival that they they don't. They're scared to play football. They just don't enjoy it from one week to the next. And mm. he said that he'd rather. Sort of have a decent budget in league dirt than have the sort of 18th or 19th budget in the and just be struggling in season. Mm, so he's very quite happy sensible.
1: To stay where he is. He's a bit like the Neil Warnock. I'd rather lose 4 0 in the Premier League than win whatever in Championship. Mm. You, gotta, you, you cut your cloth. Right? Yeah,
0: but, but um, it, at the same time, if you're um quite ambitious manager you you probably want the opportunity to manage at that higher level as well i guess it's um almost sort of if you've taken a club to promotion uh and forgive me my history's not all up but i I imagine it's been a while since Brest were in the top flight i mean surely Uh, uh, you have to write your own check shouldn't you i mean you know that 13 okay so so not that long ago
1: yeah, they uh, they went down. They came to Montpellier on the last home game of the season. I think in 2013, they were already down. They knew it. It's a long way from Brest to Montpellier, and nine people showed up. Really mm. I mean, uh, And at the at the end of the game, they did a conga around the away end, waving goodbye to us all. And I thought that showed massive character, and I welcome them back to Liga.
2: Mm. For all the promotions, he's had a couple of relegations, so it may just be that he knows his level as well. I don't know, but mm. he certainly always plays decent football, and it would have been nice for him. I mean, if, if Antonetti has to leave Mess, I would be quiet to have not come in,
1: but mm.
2: based on what he said and Mess's budget, I'm not sure it's going to happen.
1: Yeah, it's an interesting
0: one, isn't it? It's an interesting one to see what, what will happen, and uh, yeah, there seems to be quite a lot of. Um, posturing going on with managers um, at, at bigger clubs and smaller clubs seems to be the way now doesn't it? everybody's looking for a uh, everybody's looking for a, a, a way of getting what they want but a little bit cheaper
1: so my question <laughs> is can Chris Hewton speak French
0: well there you go that may maybe maybe that's the way forward <laughs> to get Chris Hutton in um, but hey that's uh, that that will all be thrashed out I believe I'm right in saying that the Liga fixtures are on Friday this week. Yes, they are. So yeah. the last games of the season are on Friday in Liga. So uh, by this pod next week, excuse me, we should know a little bit more about who's coming up. Well, who's going to the playoffs, I should say. Mm. And indeed, uh, who's looking over their shoulder ominously with one game to go in Liga. So and
1: we'll all that. of the Liga and games are at eight o'clock your time on Saturday. Uh, the multiplex approach kicks in the last two rounds of the season, so that's going to be chaos Hmm. Uh, but on Saturday also the uh, women's Champions League final is I think at five o'clock your time which is Lyon versus Barca or Barca versus Lyon whichever Um, so that's going to also be a cracking watch which Unfortunately clashes with the FA Cup final Which I'm now very cross about So I'm going to be running two screens uh, For the weekend on that one
0: I mean in in fairness The FA Cup final um, You you only probably need to tune in for the first 10 minutes Until Man City goes Well to be fair
1: for the Women's Champions League final That might be the safer go. There you go So you can just wait till half time And then go get cake I hope
0: I'm wrong, of course. I hope Watford win, but um, yeah, I, I don't, I don't see much, <laughs> much chance of that happening. Um, we'll finish tonight with some, um, some nice news for Leon fans as well. I don't know if you guys have seen this, but Janineo um, Penambucano is apparently coming home, so um, in, in a role he's set to take on a role with Leon this summer. So that's good news. Will he be um,
1: taking the free kicks?
0: Uh, I, it, I mean, in training at least, he has to, doesn't he? I mean, you know, the. I, I, he, I imagine. It's like
1: Anthony Lopez is going. I got beaten the shit up this weekend, and now, yeah, now I have to deal it. with this.
0: You, you imagine <laughs> that if he's walking down the road and there's a stray coke can just in the road, nobody is safe. Like, no. you, you can just imagine him being <laughs> that type of guy. But yeah, good to see a, a man of his esteem coming back to the league in some capacity. So, good stuff. Okay. Um... We'll leave it there then. Uh, We'll be back uh, next week. Um, You know the drill, Tuesday or Wednesday, not sure which yet, but we'll be back at some point next week to discuss uh, this weekend's games. Two weeks to go. Uh, and then we get a bit of a summer off um, just to keep everybody in the loop we will be obviously doing shows next week uh, and the week after when league culminates uh, we'll probably do a show Women's World
1: Cup. well of course uh, yeah, we i will be getting people in don't worry you
0: stole my thunder slightly because i was just going to say <laughs> there is uh, a world cup there's also the under 21s mm-hmm. um, world cup this summer as well so we'll be across Brilliant. that uh, oh, sorry, under twenty. Sorry, I, I, I'm not giving them. There's also the
2: under 17 Euro going on at the moment. France yes. semi-finals on Thursday against Italy, um, and the PSG midfielder Adil Aouiche, oh, I think it is, has That's already you. scored nine goals.
1: <laughs> mid, That's
0: mid, not bad, is it? Mid
1: That's bad. Why expecting... What is their problem? Expect him
0: to be uh, sold for for 10 quid and a packet of pork scratchings to Marseille. somewhere
1: in the Bundesliga later on.
0: Yeah, who then become a star and they'll try and buy him back in 10 years. Um, And don't forget, boys and girls, uh, I still need your teams of the season. I think that's probably uh, what we'll cram into either a bonus edition at the end of the season or we'll do a slightly longer pod uh, with the final games of the season, and uh, talk about it then. So, um, I, can I just, we do a flops of the season? You can do just, whatever you like. And yeah. Just doing Monaco
2: and leaving it out
0: I, I, I think it would be, I think it would be uh, fair of us to put together a team of the season uh, and the flops of the season, and potentially uh, sort of who's going to be sold to what league team of the season as well. So, yes, um, we'll, we'll probably. Try I'm going to have
1: to Photoshop all of this
0: shit. So I'm sorry. Okay. yes yes because we will need to oh, tweet those guilty. um so yeah we'll probably plan to do that in a fortnight's time give or take so again if you've got your recommendations um chuck them our way um other than that i think that's uh that'll do us for this week um but there's plenty plenty to get our teeth into in the coming weeks so uh do tune in next week uh just remains for me to thank both jez and phil for coming on this evening with me thank you very much thank you And uh, good luck to all the teams uh, in their respective games this weekend, in particular those that uh, have games that certainly involve their futures, whether it be going up or going down. We shall see. But uh, until then, enjoy your French football this weekend, and we'll speak to you next week.